Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Don Lemon is out at CNN. What happens next? Or let me ask it this way. What would you like to have happen next? I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. And this episode of Right Angle is brought to you by the people at BillWhittle.com who contribute their hard-earned money as members. And we're grateful to them. Uh, gentlemen, there has uh, continues to be, because it's kind of breaking news as we record this, uh, of, of all the behind-the-scenes machinations of why Tucker Carlson got fired, or as they say in corporate speak, agreed to part ways with his employer. Uh, over at CNN, Don Lemon has parted ways with his employer, and um, he was he was he was the Tucker Carlson of CNN, which means he had the audience of the worst show on Fox News, even though he was the the big guy at CNN. Nothing like, but Tucker Carlson was number one, like Bill O'Reilly was number one at Fox News when they got rid of him. Now, uh, this comes in the wake of last week's decision uh, that Fox News made to settle with Dominion, the voting machine people, for $787 million. Um, and it seems in some way connected with this uh, that, that Carlson said goodbye on Friday, clearly not realizing that he would not be back on Monday as he promised his audience he would be. Uh, so because we really don't know what happened here, I don't want to just engage in a speculation orgy like, you know, as if I were on the mainstream media or something. Um, what I would rather do, Stephen Green, is ask you if you were a program director at Fox News and you had an opportunity to fill that prime time slot with something, um, what do you think hasn't really been done yet with this amazing tool of 24-7 news slash commentary uh, networks that could be done. What would you like to see in prime time? What would you tune into? Because honestly, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon are gone. It's not changing my life because I wasn't watching either one of them. Same. So what, what would you, if you had the chance to do so, put in that prime time slot? Uh, first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to Ellen Carmichael, who is a, a distant online acquaintance from way back in the in the Tea Party days, who got off the quip of the century, maybe on uh, on Monday when the when the news broke. She tweeted something like, uh, uh, "When she heard that Tucker Carlson had been let go from Fox News and Don Lemon had been let go from CNN, uh, MSNBC's Joy Reid painted lamb's blood on her door." <laughs> <laughs> and I just I I died at that one. Anyway, oh my. Uh, you know what I would like to see. Um, and we've we've talked about this, uh, or excuse me, I've talked about this with my PJ Media friend and colleague Stephen Cruiser before. Um, CNN used to be the cable news network, and it it hasn't been that in a long time. But that was that was a place where it was yeah. pretty. It was pretty middle of the road in terms of its bias. Uh, man, I miss Bernie Shaw. I think he was the 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 best anchor of maybe all time. I, I can't think of anybody mm. on the national scene who was who was better. And I still have no idea what his politics are. He was he was just he was rock solid and imagine and, and good. Um, and I don't think CNN's ever going to do that again. 
And Fox News has never really been that. Uh, I always liked the fact that back in the early days, Fox would cover stories that the other networks wanted. I remember the first time I tuned into them, I think it was 1999 or 2000, they were doing a story on um, uh, asset forfeiture and and painting these, these government officials, uh, these police and whatnot, taking people's stuff and not paying for it because the stuff might be guilty of a crime. And I thought, oh, I can't believe anybody's doing this. They they did a story yeah. on, on the EPA screwing over people for wetlands that didn't actually exist and essentially taking over their, their, their property. I'm like, I can't believe somebody's reporting stuff like this. And I think Fox has moved away from that, and they've gotten more into the, the, the what I call the shouting heads. Instead of talking heads, every show is, is two people shouting at each other or the, the host shouting at the guest or the guest shouting at the host, whatever it is. And uh, it really leaves me cold. And that's I, I don't watch cable news anymore. Not not at all. But if Fox News wants to, to get my eyeballs back, even if it's just for for one hour a day. And I used to be a really regular viewer pack in the in the probably the uh, 1999 to probably about 2010. If they want to get my eyeballs back for an hour a night. Take that hour that used to belong to Tucker Carlson and devote it to really going in-depth into one news story. And it doesn't even have to be big. It could be something like I used to see them do 20-plus years ago. Show us a, show us a story on uh, how the IRS is, is screwing this small businesswoman. Uh, do a story on, on, on the EPA doing something absolutely awful to, to people's private property with, with no justification. Um, uh, dig into maybe some local stories of official corruption. Uh, just show us the, the, the stories you used to show us, but devote a full hour to it and be bare bones, uh, no hype, none of this stuff. Just do the old school shoe leather reporting on issues that conservatives care about. Um, not just another guy or another gal sitting behind a desk with a with an opening monologue and then some outrageous guests. Do one of those stories five nights a week, and I guarantee you I will be there to watch it. So, Bill Whittle, um, you know, obviously we're doing a commentary show here, so this is a little meta even for my own taste, but... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, but if you had the resources um, that uh, the Murdoch family has, uh, Rupert and Lachlan, his son, uh, who's apparently now in charge, although it is said that Rupert may have been the one who pulled the trigger on on Carlson. Um, But if you had those kind of resources and the global network of of journalists and all of that, um, would you put another talking head commentary program in on primetime? Is that just driven by what the audience really wants to see? Or did Fox News and the other news channels create that audience and now are saying, basically, we've got to feed them this because that's what they come for? My first reaction when I heard this was that the most relieved person in America must be that uh, Bud Light marketing vice president woman, because it turns out that the worst business decision in history lasted for about two and a half weeks before it was eclipsed by uh, Fox firing um, Tucker Carlson. There is nothing left of Fox. There was nothing left of Fox except for Tucker Carlson. And and Bill O'Reilly was forced out because Bill O'Reilly had uh, allegedly some sexual improprieties. And that, of course, is the is the kiss of death these days. There's nothing, there's no dirt on Tucker Carlson. 
that that drove him out. There's no scandal. There's not like some well, scandal. Well, he's being erupted. sued oh. by one of his previous booking agents who says that he was, well, yeah. uh, that they were engaged in all kinds of body man talk and, and anti-Semitic remarks, Ooh. and that there was bullying, and so that's that's and, out there and, anyway. Fox denies everything. This sounds like the kind of that sounds like the kind of thing that they used to try to to force James O'Keefe out of. Uh, out of Project yeah, Veritas. But, yeah. but you know, Fox is saying that her charges are false. So even even though they so, fired so, Carlson. Bill? The point is there was no news story prior to him being fired. Yeah. There was no, He was not in hot water prior to being fired. So the, I'll get to what I'd, I'd like to see, but just briefly, you have to ask yourself why a, a business person, a billionaire, would fire not only their best asset, but essentially their only asset. It cost them $500 million instantly, and it's going to cost them yeah. a lot more than that over time. What business decision could possibly justify can that? I, can I, can I <laughs> offer you a, uh, Please. A, a, a theory? And this was, uh, I can't remember who wrote this, but it was uh, one of my PJ colleagues uh, said that, remember the we had the uh, all, all that January 6th footage that Tucker Carlson was was given access to by House yep. Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and he ran it. And he said, you know, so I'm gonna, we're going to be running this, we're going to be running this, I've got all of this footage, we're going to go through it. He ran it for one night. And the next night, he came back looking a little abashed, like he'd been taken to the woodshed. So let's just say that Fox News didn't want that story run, and um, it was probably at that point just a matter of time before they force Tucker out. That's what I think is exactly, I think that's exactly the case. He also said some things about the Victrola that that had a, a, a bit of an edge to it. So basically what appears to have happened is that Fox, it was that Tucker Carlson was fired for reporting on, on stories that people in positions of, of great power and influence aren't comfortable with him reporting. So because okay. I said we're not going to do the speculation on what... I'm getting there, man. <laughs> so I'm getting there. Okay. Well, so there had there. to be a little. I'm getting there. No, I'm getting there. So, so clearly, let, let, let's just reduce it to the simplest logical terms. Clearly, since there was no pre-existing scandal, Tucker was saying things that Fox didn't like, and so they fired him. Right. That's whatever it is. That's the only explanation that could be. He was. It's not like he was fired for bad ratings. He had great ratings. There was no pre-existing scandal. He was fired because somebody didn't like what he was saying, and there was the lawsuit from Dominion and all all of this stuff. But my point is this: Tucker Carlson is the kind of a draw that could basically, in this day and age, pull his audience with him anywhere. James O'Keefe has basically shown that there is no Project Veritas anymore. Project Veritas was James O'Keefe. Um, and I find it interesting also, I heard among the many swirling rumors, I just heard this once, but one of the very last things that Tucker Carlson did was sit down with a fairly in-depth interview with Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk has already shown an interest in free speech. Elon Musk is, in, in the interview with Tucker Carlson, went into some detail about just how corrupt and politically influenced Twitter is. And the reason I bring Elon Musk in is because Tucker Carlson is not a poor guy, but Tucker Carlson doesn't have startup network money, right? He, he, he's Tucker Carlson has enough money to do his own show on any platform he wants to and continue to make a ton of cash, no question. But he does not have society rebuilding money. And Elon Musk does. And so my first thought on this would be Tucker Carlson was was uh, fired from Fox because Tucker Carlson talked about things that made somebody uncomfortable. I know from uh, the fact that this show's on YouTube and on Rumble that if the show was only on Rumble, 
we'd be able to release the self-censorship that we have to do just to stay on YouTube because that's where most of the views are. I mean, if we're not seen by anybody, then, then there's, that, there's that. So what I'm trying to say is this. Whether he gets help from Elon or somebody else, it's clear that he is an extremely valuable piece of property. If you want to look at this as a business deal, Tucker Carlson will make you money because he brings eyeballs to the table, and eyeballs means advertising. And so he is now a free agent in this unbelievably fluid world that we live in. As a simple example, just as a simplest example, if Tucker Carlson were to relocate exclusively to Rumble and say, at last, I'm able to finally speak my mind freely and talk about the things I want to talk about and run the footage I want to run. It's entirely possible that Tucker Carlson alone could turn Rumble into a serious competitor for YouTube in terms of, of video commentary because it Rumble suffers from the network effect. You have to have people there to see it. And, and so Tucker Carlson could be essentially could be Rumble or something like Rumble's killer app. He would he would be the kind of thing that would send people there that had not been there before, wouldn't go otherwise, and they go there because he's such a powerful draw. But if he plays this smartly, and he will, he will find a way to get the message out that seems obvious to me because, frankly, Scott, I know you want to do speculation, but I can't think of another reason for it. If I'm Tucker Carlson now, well, you because you said this three times, I will add the other thing that everybody else is talking about, and that is, is? that text messages that came out as a result of the Dominion pre-trial stuff uh, it showed Carlson and his some of his Fox News colleagues uh, talking behind the scenes about what was going on with the election fraud allegations and a variety of other issues, and the the insinuation from several stories I saw was that Fox executives didn't like how he was talking about Fox itself, that he was showing disrespect to the network. Yeah, that is <laughs> and, a viral uh, offense. Yeah. And, well, and so that, that was the first story I saw that indicated that. Then there was other talk about this lawsuit. And then some people were you know bringing up other issues that might be related to that. Um, so anyway, all of that, uh, the only reason I throw that in not is not to add to the speculation, but to say that there's going to be plenty of speculation in the coming days. And until someone who has insider knowledge stands up and says, okay, from my perspective, this is why I was fired. And someone else says, no, from our perspective, here's why you were fired. Um, we're probably going to be again, left with nothing but speculation. Again, all of this is not, it's not irrelevant, but on one hand, internal emails saying, gee, I don't like my boss. On the other hand, $500 million worth of, 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 of revenue draw, right? It's not, if, now, if Tucker Carlson had gotten on the Tucker Carlson show and said something to the effect of, Fox News is gagging me, I can't talk about what I, then that's a fireable offense, right? But he, he didn't do that. So, look, whatever reason it is, it, it's, it's happened, it's done. Yeah. He is going to be able to set up a Tucker Carlson show anywhere he wants to. That's right. And I think that whether it's Elon Musk or not, I think there are enough people out there who are solid businessmen to realize that Tucker Carlson is worth the investment of, of tens of millions of dollars. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Daily Wire makes him a significant offer. Uh, sure. I don't think they can afford him. Now, with that said, as soon as I heard the news, I emailed him immediately and I offered him $250 cash, cash. on the barrel head cash. cash to sit in, not not, on, not as a regular con contributor, because frankly, I don't think you'd add that much to, it, no, to what we're doing here. Much. But in case one of the three of us couldn't make it for right angle, that's I said, right. look, man, you can take this to the bank. That's probably going to happen once every two, three months. You're out of work. You need the money. You know, 
and and you keep your keep your uh, keep your skin in the game. You keep your keep your hand in the in the pot or whatever. Yeah, you want to keep your name out there. Yeah. His loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So so you know so I'm waiting to hear back from him on that one. Um, but but he will go someplace. F- cable news is is dead and has been dying for a long time. You you could make the case that he was constrained there in a way that he wasn't before. He was making a significant amount of money at Fox, but he wasn't making entrepreneurial money at Fox. He wasn't making the kind of look, he's making Fox is paying him to bring in all these viewers to Fox, right? Now, Tucker Carlson is in a position to say, I'm no longer getting paid by another company to bring my eyeballs to that company. Now those eyeballs are coming directly to me. Now we're talking about me getting the advertising revenues and all the rest of that stuff. So this is a, this is judging by the offer made to Steve Crowder, this is a four or $500 million guy and he's going to get it. Yeah. And now the question is, will his new show, whatever it ends up being, be on a platform either that exists or on a new platform? And will that then be the killer app that causes people to crystallize around this new look because he's not going to youtube this is just not going to happen um so he's going to (laughs) he's going to be it will he be the nucleus that makes it rain will it be like seeding the clouds and so so all of a sudden people are going to go to a free speech platform because i if i'm tucker carlson after this i'm going to want to go someplace where nobody tells me what i can and cannot say and i think i think james o'keefe had a similar uh uh you know illumination not too long ago. I saw some stories that indicated that Carlson's contract, which will continue until it expires, so he'll get paid even though he's gone. You, bet, you um, better believe it. Is on, is to, on the order of $20 million a year um, at Fox. Uh, in addition to having the number one rated show on Fox cable news, he also was the number one rated personality on their streaming service, which is, I think, a $6 a month uh, subscription thing that you can get. Um, so he was... for. Whatever it was that he was doing, people who like Fox liked him, and he brought a lot of people to Fox, and he'll take a lot of people away from Fox when he goes. Uh, And so that's kind of the challenge. So that is a significant business decision on the part of the owners of Fox News. You don't just trifle with, you know, what may have been a half, uh, you know, half billion dollar a year property um, and just just throw that away for nothing. Uh, so I don't, I don't know why they did it. However, uh, years ago, uh, when CNN started, I honestly, as a, as a budding journalism student and former editor of my high school newspaper and newscaster on the, on the student radio station at the university that I attended and senior reporter for national politics at the Daily Collegian and all of this, I could not have been more excited about the idea that there would be a 24-hour-a-day news channel. Because I know, kids, you don't remember this, (laughs) but there used to be two news shows a day, basically. There was like a short show that was done by the local uh, affiliate, like Philadelphia would have a newscast. Actually, they usually had three newscasts, the three major channels in Philadelphia. And then there would be three national newscast by CBS, NBC, and ABC, and they would be Simultaneously. less than an hour. Yeah, and they'd, they'd all be on at the same time, less than an hour when you take out commercials and everything. Um, and that was it. 
And when the news was over, it was over. Then the 60 minutes on Sunday night, and there was occasionally like Ted Koppel would be on, you know, 10 o'clock at night or something like that. But, you know, the nightline. We were too young to stay away from that. But that came, that kind of accumulated. And Ted Turner comes along with this wacky idea that you could do a a 24-hour-a-day news channel, and he built the sucker. I read two big, fat books about the startup of of CNN and how that all happened, and I just thought, what a, a tremendous opportunity to be able to tap into these networks of reporters all around the world and to bring news stories that people don't normally get and to go, most importantly, here's what I thought was gonna happen, to go into depth on the significant stories of our day, to really ask good questions and to explore and explain and help people to understand. And instead, what we wound up with 20, 30, 40 years, however long it's been now later, is personality-driven pseudo-journalism. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a commentary show. Obviously, we're doing one right here. Uh, But that was not the opportunity that I saw in something like a cable news channel. It was journalism. And quickly, network executives figured out that not only could you draw a bigger audience with personality-driven conflict uh, shows, uh, but you didn't have to worry about reporters all around the world and all that kind of stuff. You could occasionally have somebody from the BBC that you pay as a stringer to do a report for you. So you didn't have to have somebody in London or Moscow or anywhere else in the world. You're just hiring these people for reports and, and it's cheaper to do it that way. And it's sexier to stage fights. And so it became like the the wrestling championship <laughs> network. And we got three of them at least and more now where it's just entertainment to watch people fight with each other and to listen to blowhards like me <laughs> go off about whatever they want to go off about that day. And the burden of cable news channels is that you got to feed the alligator every day. You've got a 24-hour day and you can't, I I forget who it was that said this, it may have been Cronkite or somebody like him years ago who said, you can't just come on TV at, you know, at seven o'clock or six o'clock in the evening and say, well, folks, uh, nothing really happened today, so we'll see you tomorrow night. Um, (laughs) Like, but some days that's what should happen. You should literally get That's on there. That's exactly right. You That's should get exactly on there and right. go, you know, there's really not much worth Slow talking news day. about. So what did you do so, today? You know, go, go out and spend time with your family. Um, but anyway, so in my dream world, this primetime block would be devoted to something approaching actual journalism, not personality-driven you know, divisive argument staging. And I mean staging. They're not They're not saying, hey, here's an issue. Let's explore the issue from various perspectives. They're saying, let's find people who will vigorously disagree with each other and insult each other, and let's make it a fight. Um, I was on a TV show locally once when I was running for office, and um, they had like, it's a four-person uh, group, a panel, and then they had a host. And when we got to the first commercial break, the host, whose name was Tony, uh, looks at me and he says, he says, hey, Scott, uh, you know, feel free to to jump in any time and go ahead and, you know, say whatever you want to say. Mix it up. And, and I said, um, I said, Tony, the way I was raised is it's rude to interrupt somebody and, and talk over them. And that's all the show was about, <laughs> was interrupting somebody and talking over them. So anyway, get a real 
journalism show. Uh, right now, if you get news, it's not like you have news. It's you have the same 20 minutes of news 10 times a day sandwiched in between commercials and commentary shows and, you know, lighthearted, goofy stuff. Um, I am still looking for that 24-hour cable news channel. Um, they said they started it years ago. I, I saw it for a little while. I liked it. I don't watch any of this stuff anymore because it just doesn't provide that. And if I want somebody's opinion, I'll look in the mirror and listen to my own because my opinion is as good as your opinion or anybody else's opinion. What I want is factual reporting about interesting things that are happening in the world. And to put a button on this, I just came back from South America. I could go down there and spend a year doing nothing but creating stories about the amazing world that's occurring in Bolivia that I have no contact with whatsoever. It is a fascinating place. And it's everywhere I was going, I was like, oh man, that guy's got a story. And the last taxi driver who took me somewhere, we were driving along and I'm communicating with him in Spanish as best I can. And he mentions that he's a veteran. And I thought, um, well, thank you for your service. But then I thought, do I thank somebody for their service in somebody else's army? <laughs> and so, so I didn't say anything. Anyway, later on, he shows me this ID card. I asked him if this is his full-time job driving the car. He said, no, he's got another job. He shows me the ID card. And I look at the bottom of the ID card and it says, Zoológico um, Municipal. I said, you work at the zoo? And he said, yes. And I said, wait, you're not a veteran at all, are you? <laughs> you're a veterinarian. <laughs> and then he started showing me these pictures of him doing Aww. surgery on snakes. I'm telling you, you sit wow. down with that guy and talk for an hour about what he does. And he says, I don't get paid enough as a veterinarian at the zoo to support my family. So I drive this heap of junk car and pick people up. That guy's got a story. And CNN would be, or, and, and Fox News and MSNBC would be much better off oh, oh to tell God. that guy's story uh, than to listen to some old hack <clears throat> talk about things you've heard a thousand times over. So as one of those old hacks, I think it's now time for you to go do something interesting with your life as you tune out from this show. Thank you to the members of BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott.